This program was produced by the Review of Religions team. The Review of Religions is an international magazine published by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. The Review of Religions aims to present the true teachings of Islam and is devoted to promoting intellectual and lively debate based on respect for all religions. In light of International Women's Day, we wanted to explore the multifaceted roles of women, especially as wives and mothers. Our guests today are Elena Petit, who is the founder of the Darling Academy, which is an online uh, support group um, for women who have decided that they want to reclaim the role of women as traditional wives. And we'll be talking to Alina to discover what that means in a bit more detail. Also with us is Dr. Freya Khan, who is head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Women's Association in the UK. And she's also a GP. Uh, welcome, ladies. And thank you for coming today. Hello. Thank you. So, Alina, I wanted to start with you. Um, and thank you very much for joining us. Could you outline for us um, the role of a wife and a mother in a marriage, as you see it, from the viewpoint of traditional wives? Yes. Okay, well, I can only speak about how I see it, because everybody's marriage is individual and everybody's belief systems are individual. The difference, I think the reason why there's this um, movement lately of ladies calling themselves traditional housewives is that we almost hark back to a time when the housewife was celebrated in mainstream media Lots of us feel like um, the housewife is actually vilified now, almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't approach. And we take our role as housewife seriously, as would any career woman. So like I say about, you know, housewives being vilified in the media, they are seen to be lazy or that their homes are prisons and that they can't wait to escape the drudgery of the day-to-day -day chores in the house. We are different in the fact that we actually really embrace that life we see that as our um kind of fulfillment so we're very domesticated we are here by choice we're not here you know through oppression or control coercive control of our husbands so we felt we needed to really kind of um identify in that way because there is no support system for us we are as i have experienced lately in the press i am told that my husband is you know controlling me and that you know, wait until he cheats on me and my life will be over. There's no respect for the family unit or the woman's role within the home. And that stands for women that stay at home and women who go out to work, actually. It seems like we can't win. Yes, that's um, that's a very interesting and important point. Um, uh, Alina, can I check, are you a mother as well as a wife? I am, yes. We have a seven-year-old son. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I know that um, Freya is um, a mother as well as a wife. Um, Freya, can I ask you um, how, uh, what your views are on the role of the housewife? Do you think um, this is important? And do you feel the society has, perhaps, as Alina is saying, devalued that role in some way? Absolutely. I agree with everything that Alina said that uh, role of housewife is extremely important and somehow over the years as a society we have devalued this role and 
I don't know when it happened and how it happened, but somehow we have started to value people's roles and responsibilities within society in terms of monetary gain or or their pay or the money they bring into the economy. And um, you can say that the unpaid roles um, are not valued, although they are the linchpin of our society. Um, and yes, I absolutely agree that housewives um, are not given um, importance um, in the current modern day society as they should be. And um, a house is a unit of a society. That's how I see it. And if a house is run properly and organized properly, um, it is so beneficial uh, to the whole society. Um, um, but somehow, unfortunately, the society doesn't realize that. Um, so I absolutely agree with, um, um, uh, with what Lena said, that yes, um, we need to uh, give it more importance and uh, we need to talk about it and we should not be ashamed about it. Uh, thank you. That's that's a, um, an interesting concept. I want to explore a little bit more with asking you both a question. If I The same question. If I could start with you, Alina. We, we've talked about the housewife. Can I ask you, Alina, um, how you... Uh, view the role of a wife within a marriage, within this um, traditional wife concept, which is also known to, for our viewers as uh, sometimes referred to as the trad wife. How do you view the role of, of the wife in a marriage? Okay, well, within a traditional family model, I mean, you know, it's no secret I'm a Christian. So we take a lot of our lifestyle guidance from the Bible, which expresses... Um, you know that the husband is the head of the household but he is not a tyrannical head of the household what he does he does for love and protection and honor of his family unit and the wife submits to his decisions in the fact that because he is the house head of the household and the breadwinner um he makes the larger decisions that kind of steer the ship of the family in the right direction so you can't have two captains of a ship trying to control everything. You've got a captain and you've got the captain's mate. So I also believe that we are created in that order, in the fact that I am kind of, we, we say help meet. Um, it does not mean that I am of any less value. It does not mean that my opinions aren't valid. It just means that I embrace my husband's strengths in that area. You know, he's very much... I'm so agreeable that I would say, yes, it's okay to trample all over things and because, I, I, you know, conflict for me is something I avoid, whereas my husband is, you know, much more strong in his personality to kind of defend. It's almost animalistic in a way. If you look at the animal kingdom, there is this natural order of, you know, the hunter-gatherer and the woman at home nesting and nurturing and nourishing so that's very much my role as the traditional housewife is my house is my domain where I nurture and nourish and, you know, protect my children. But above us is the husband who protects from the outside influences, provides for us and looks after the family unit. So it's also a very domestic role, like the feathering of the nest the education of, you know, children and looking after them, being there for them, 
not being distracted by outside pursuits such as, yes, trying to, you know, self-promote and, um, you know, earn extra money through, I don't want to say egotistical um, ways, but we don't, we have managed to engineer our lifestyle in such a way that we can afford to live on one income which is no mean feat today but you have to let go of certain modern societal expectations like having new cars or having a larger house or you know having far-flung holidays and things you do have to make changes and material sacrifices in order to make this work but it's also my job to make sure that we are kept ship shape in you know economically in terms of um, budgets and things like that so I'm still very much working but it's just my concentration is at home for my immediate family unit thank you that's um that's a, a very comprehensive um explanation um Freya what would you say uh from the Islamic point of view that you see is the role of a wife within a marriage um, before I come to that, I would like to, uh, just because Alina touched on, on Bible and about creation, it was quite interesting uh, to hear. I, don't, I, I mean, obviously, uh, this is what we have also heard, that um, um, Bible says that woman was created from a man's rib. Um, I just want to put in a point about what Quran says about creation um, at this point. Um, actually, in chapter 4, verse 2 of the Holy Quran, um, the creation of the human race is mentioned, and it states that Allah, God, has created humankind from a single soul. So, in this respect, Quran differs from what Bible says. Quran does not say that a woman was created from a man's rib. So, Quranic concepts about creation of woman is different, and um, the Quran says that both man and woman were created from a single soul and are of same kind and species. So they have same emotions, same strength. Um, and explaining this particular verse further, um, the caliph of our community, Khalifa of the MDM Muslim community, once said, um, speaking about this concept in Bible, he said that the Holy Quran has categorically refuted this concept by saying that men and women are of the same kind. It has clarified that men and women have the same feelings and emotions. Similarly, as each man will be accountable before God for his deeds, so will each woman also be held accountable for her acts before God. So that's, that's a slight difference I wanted to touch upon um, between um, biblical teachings and Quranic teachings. Thank and you. Yes, thank you for that. That's, um, I mean, I, I th- and I, perhaps that's a point that, you know, Alina might want to comment on a little bit later. Um, yes. I think it's an, an important conceptual difference. But perhaps yes. if you could tell us from the Islamic point of view, how you then view the role of a view wife the, in Yeah, marriage. absolutely. And as, as, as far as what um, Alina was also said, so this, is, this is coming up to the point of creation. This is coming up to equality between man and woman. Now, from there onwards, there are biological differences between men and women. And also, the responsibilities, according to Islam, are different for men and women. And that does not mean that one responsibility is inferior to the other. So, according to Islamic concept, women have been given the responsibility of raising the next generation, training them, teaching them, guiding them, on the moral and religious path, okay? And that also involves being a wife, 
obviously looking after your family, caring for your husband, looking after the home. And just like um, the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, once said that every shepherd will be asked question about his herd. Um, so all of us have got roles and responsibilities within society. And a woman's primary role is a mother. That is the main Islamic concept. The primary role is a mother. Yes, she has many other roles, but primary role is a mother because she is going to be the one who would shape the next generation, who would raise certain individuals um, who would become um, an important part of society and contribute to society in a positive way if she fulfills this role um, fully. Um, so that is the main thing. And here I think we don't have any disagreement, me and um, Elena. Um, about this. Um, so this is exactly the Islamic concept as well. Alina, did you want to respond to that at all in yes, terms of... I, I completely... I mean, obviously, with the... You know, our scriptures vary slightly in terms of the creation of man and woman, but it's very much... It brings into this um, idea that we have different responsibilities and it's a wonderful thing to actually embrace that responsibility yes. even though it might be different yes. from a man and yeah there are biological differences and I love the fact that you say the primary role is to be a mother because only women can be mothers we yes. are the only ones that can birth children and the future generation so I think it's really sad that com you know like yeah. modern culture is trying to almost wrench us from our homes and the children from our bosom in order to make us to go to work in order to be seen as successful or contributing mm. to society. Pretty Patel actually um, about two weeks ago said to kind of help make up the workplace deficit after immigration is stopped. They want to encourage economically inactive people to go back to work and she included mothers as economically inactive i'm sorry that is a shame we are mm. so economically active. active we are teaching our own children we are raising them we're not mm. you know putting them in childcare settings when they don't need to be and yeah just the primary role of the mother is so important yet it is so devalued these days and i'm i'm frightened that there are so many women, and, I, and I've had women contact me privately to say this, that they felt they had to go back to work, not that they wanted to. And that's a real issue. I think... Um, and generally women do feel like that. I mean, this is exactly, sorry to come in, and I absolutely agree that there should not be any pressure. And here the Islamic concept is also, again, I think, I'm, I'm sure as you explained earlier on, in Christianity as well, that because the economic responsibility has been given to men. It is that the women's responsibility or mother's or wife's responsibility is within home so that there is a balance. Yeah. So it's a beautiful balance and I think um, as society has progressed somehow it has lost its moral and ethical values on the way and hasn't realized that it is not benefiting anyone. And women are huge contributor to economy as you said earlier on raising their children and are doing so much at home, and which is undervalued. And we need to speak a little bit more about it to give it its a due importance. I think also, Freeha, you mentioned, and um, this is a fact that I think feminists have been talking about since the 60s, that the contribution of housewives to the general um, economy 
that doesn't get budgeted anywhere, doesn't get accounted for anywhere, is huge. So, you know, a man brings a, wa a wage packet home, but that's got to be translated into activity that doesn't get paid for. So, for example, cooking, cleaning, domestic chores, all of that, mm. um, it gets hidden. But um, given that we've sort of, you know, starting to think about the role of a woman and a housewife, Alina, can I ask you um, a bit more about your thoughts on the question of a, a concerning a woman who actually does want to do a job that will um, demand that she has time away from her husband. So, for example, we've got Freya, who's a doctor. I mean, doctors are on call. Engineers have responsibility. Um, there are various professions where, uh, where a woman actually does want to be involved in her profession um, and contribute to society. Um, and it does mean time away from the home. What would you say to her and to her husband about that? Well, uh, you know, I think I am not tyrannical and I am not so narrow-minded that I think, you know, I'm going to tell her she's wrong and she's doing a disservice to her family and things. We are here to do things that um, make ourselves happy and our family, as long as it's not negatively impacting anybody. There's nothing wrong with that. I've only ever, I set up the Darling Academy to support the women who want to stay home because there's so much support out there for women who want to advance in their careers now, which is wonderful. And I love the feminist movement because of that. But at the same time, I feel like they've taken away the choice to stay home. So if a woman wants to go out to work, that's brilliant. And we should celebrate her. We should celebrate every woman's choice, just so long as it's not negatively impacting people. Um, and, and what if that choice isn't the choice of her husband? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's such a tough one, isn't it? That's that's mm. a real tough one because what what do you say there? You know, because you have to come to these agreements together in a marriage, and marriages are so unique, and people's personalities are so unique. If he's demanding that she stays home and is controlling her then that's an abusive relationship in my book that's not something that they've come to together that's not a complementary marriage um so but you know I, i'm not a i'm, I'm not a counselor i'm not someone who has experience in you know domestic issues kind of contention and things so i i honestly couldn't comment but i do support women who want to go out to work as well as so those who want to stay home Thanks. Thank you for that. Um, Freya, what would you say then from um, your perspective that uh, regarding a woman do you and her responsibilities to the wider society, do you feel that there are other duties for a woman um, outside of her role as a wife or mother that um, she is encouraged to fulfill within the Islamic model? I think I, I, I would bring, obviously, because I'm... I'm um, um, speaking about the Islamic concept. So Islam defines various roles for all Muslims, men and women, um, and has basically put them in two main categories. And one is in relation to the rights of God, and the other in relation to fulfilling the rights of human beings. Um, and they're both equally important in Islamic concepts. And every Muslim has to fulfill these duties. And obviously the first one, which is to fulfill uh, the rights of God, encompasses all matters of faith. So just like Muslim man, when a Muslim woman makes that pledge to her faith, um, she has a duty to fulfill the rights of her faith 
as in, for example, praying, fasting, and fulfilling other commandments in the Holy Quran. And in matters of faith, men and women have been addressed equally in the Holy Quran. So that is uh, that is quite important. So that is her main role uh, for any Muslim, whether man or woman. So I would say that that's the main role. The second role is your responsibilities to other human beings. And that actually just does not include just being a wife or a mother, because um, that includes uh, your role as daughters, um, sisters, um, your role as friends, as neighbors, as um, we have a responsibility to poor and to orphans um, and so on, and to the wider society, to community, uh, to those who need help. So a woman has many, many roles. Um, yes, Islam does um, um, emphasize that the role of a mother is the most important out of all the roles. But other roles are not neglected, and uh, we are encouraged to actually follow those other roles and responsibilities fully as much as men are encouraged to do so. So that involves uh, going out of the house, that involves charitable work, that involves many other um, um, ways to fulfill those commandments. Thank you. Um, and I think, Freya, you're talking there about that, that dual responsibility that every individual has, men yeah. and women, the, in, the responsibilities to God and to mankind. Alina, you started the Trad Wives movement, I think, and then and then developed your uh, Christian faith, if I've got it right. Um, the Trad Wives movement sort of started before that, or have I got that wrong? And I guess my point, I wondered if I could ask you in response to that, um, if Trad Wives started before yeah. your... You, you you see where I'm coming from, and I, I know. I know. I'm yes, wondering I'll about clarify. your model, your model yes. of this in response. Okay, well, I'll I'll clarify. So I, uh, growing up, I wanted to be a housewife. That was my kind of highest goal. I wanted to get married and have children and build an enchanting home for us, and spend my days in those domestic pursuits because that's what I. That's where I flourished. That's what I enjoy. Um, and I love expanding my knowledge in that area. I love to cook and um, not just basic cooking either. I really enjoy kind of expanding. It's almost like being a chef, you know, you, you learn new techniques and things. So it's not this very insular life where I'm just not doing very much. Actually, I'm broadening my horizons and education level every day. Um, but I was told... I, I, growing up that that was n simply not good enough I had to make something of myself so I went and worked in marketing and product development within the beauty industry which the job itself was fantastic the most creative job um, but the environment was very toxic and I felt like a fish out of water so my husband and I um, we got married and had my son and I could finally then realize my dream of staying home but I did not become a Christian until a couple of years later so for me this was very much a natural instinct the want you know to be a traditional housewife but my faith came later so what my faith did was actually bolster my feelings my natural instincts essentially but with regards to the trad wife movement and the fact that it's a movement is quite funny because women have been living this role for thousands upon thousands of years. You know, I'm sure, you know, there's evidence in the Bible and I'm sure there's evidence in the Quran as well. Yeah. The difference yeah. is, is the fact that we, you know, 
I think someone mentioned not knowing where this started, this demise of the housewife. I personally think it started with the sexual revolution in the 60s when, you know, women kind of were finally able to, to leave their homes and go out to work, which was a wonderful thing. But they threw the baby out with the bathwater at the same time. Um, they devalued what they did at home in order to get ahead at work. And many of these women are still fulfilling that role at home as well as having a second shift doing a professional job. Um, so the trad wife movement or the traditional housewife movement has always been there. The difference is, is that we are now talking about it at a time where I think it's greatly needed because, you know, the impact on society, children's anxiety levels, the mm. state of marriages, the extra pressure on women to fulfill both roles, but we're only celebrating one half of her and one, you know, her contribution in the workplace, but not her contribution at home. So I think the fact that we're talking about it now is wonderful. No, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, obviously... Um, next generation asks questions and sometimes girls ask question of why should we be the one doing the doing the cooking etc and I always say be proud of the fact that you're queen of the house why yes, would you want to give away that title mm. why <laughs> would you this is your domain um, embrace it and feel empowered by it it is such an empowering role being a mother and a wife, you shape the next generation. You know, no one, no one else can do that. Um, um, it is an extremely important role and we should never undermine it, always celebrate it. That kind of leads me on to another question, which I want to ask to both of you, um, as you're both mothers. Um, and Alina, again, if I could start with you, um, how... Are you how how much is this concept influencing the way you bring up your children? I think you've said you've got one child. Yes. Um, and I'm wondering if um, I'm sorry. Remind me, is this a boy or a girl? A boy. A yes. boy. So, can I ask you, in terms of bringing up children, how would there be any difference in how you might bring up a a, a boy versus a girl um, with with these beliefs in mind? Um, I think that we should kind of raise a again another bible reference raise a child in the way in which they should go so i do believe it's vitally important for boys and girls to have the same set of life skills so it's just as important for a, a boy to know how to cook as it is a girl um, the same with domestic chores because there are moments in life as well, as much as the, the son might go on to be the breadwinner and the wife stays at home, you cannot, you cannot predict what might happen in the future. So the son may never marry, for example, so he'll have to learn how to look after himself. He'll have to know those things. Or the wife might, might fall ill. So it's not about clipping their wings according to um, their gender. It's about encouraging them in everything, in education, in life skills at home, so that they can become what they are destined to be. I'm very mindful of the fact that I want to instill very strong family values in my children, regardless of their gender. So for me, that's the most important thing. And I can only live by example as a woman and teach them the things that I know. It's equally important for my husband to teach our children what he knows as well with regards to business and um, management of households and things like that. So that's our job, isn't it, as parents to pass on knowledge but not keep it from them just, beca just because of their gender. 
And uh, Freya, can I ask you the same question? Yeah. I you have girls. <laughs> I've got girls. <laughs> I was thinking it's a different gender. I've got three girls. Um, yes, absolutely. I agree with what you said. You have to raise them regardless of their gender about, and you have to teach them life skills. It's very, very important for them to gain a good education in this uh, day and age so that they can contribute to the society. And education, actually, a, a contribution doesn't mean economic contribution. Education enlightens the soul. And, and within our community, we encourage girls um, as much as we encourage boys. Actually, our girls really do much better than boys um, in education. So I think education is extremely important. Also for us, obviously, teaching them matters of faith is extremely important. Um, and obviously, um, we want them to be useful members of society. Life skills are extremely important for both genders, as you said, because you never know what you come across and you need to know how to cook and how to eat and how to self-sustain. Um, family values, as again said, these are all part of um, any religion. And again, Islam also puts emphasis on them. Um, so these are the kind of things. I also, there's another thing that I somehow sometimes feel that I need to teach girls generally, whether mine or others, is to be brave and to be, um, to embrace um, their gender and not feel that they are second best or inferior to boys, not at all. Um, and also because when we empower them, then they can face any challenges. They can face difficulties. Women have got great strengths in them. Um, as you said, it's only women who can childbear. It's not, I mean, it's not easy. Um, the whole process, the woman that goes through, us women, uh, we know. Um, and it, it, women should never think that they are weak. Um, um, and I think this is one of the things that always encourage girls to be brave, to develop that confidence that their roles that as Islam has defined does not restrain them, um, does not put them within boundaries of a home, but actually they're empowering. They need to change their mindset and not be influenced by the negative um, um, uh, negative stories in society or the way the media portrays uh, the role of women who choose to be um, housewives or uh, stay-at-home mothers. Um, yes, I, sorry, could I just add to that as well? You are so right with regards to that. Um, is it about empowering girls and obviously in light of International Women's Day, I would love for us to move away from the fact that we feel we have to behave like men in order to be strong because yes. that was the, the messaging I was getting when I was growing up. Um, there's so much strength and power in being a woman. We can do so many mm. things that men can't and that's amazing. It's, it's when we embrace the beauty and the differences between us and still work together, that's when we'll make great strides in equality, I think rather than trying to become one gender, essentially. Yeah. Um, th that's a lovely segue into my next question. Um, uh, again, I ask both of you. Um, I think that the trad wives movement, for, from what I've read about those people who aren't as taken with it, perhaps, um, a lot of it is to do with the relationship between the husband and wife. And um, this word submission comes up. And I wondered, uh, Alina, what are the limits of submission uh, to a husband? When should a wife say no? Oh, <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, 
it depends on what you're... <laughs> a lot of people are confused between submission and subservience. So um, I'm going to put this in the context of a business model. So as a marketing manager, I would never go and tell the finance manager what they should do and how they should do their job. The finance manager tells me what budget we have and the changes that we're going to make according to that and what I can do with this allocated budget that is given to me. And I therefore respect them in that decision because that's where they are educated, that's where they have control. And, and as long as they're not stealing from the company and you know putting us down the drain, then I trust them in that decision. So it's very much the same between my husband and I. So like I said before, he's the captain of the ship. It's his great responsibility, and I wouldn't want it personally, um, to make sure we stay afloat. So he has to work so many hours, and he sees the whole kind of like the beginning and the end. He's got this over broad overview of what's going on with our finances and with his business and our you know um, personal finances for the household so I submit to his decisions because I trust that he is making the right decisions but when the, do the crew say no to the captain uh, what, what what are the I mean maybe it's a difficult one to answer and I guess it might vary with every situation yeah. but do you feel there sort of there are areas where actually that's that's it <laughs> Well, no. do you know what? If our relationship was different in the fact that we didn't openly communicate and we really didn't see ourselves as, as one flesh and, you know, spent every waking, we pretty much spend every waking moment together. So we absolutely know what's going on in each other's heads. If he was, a, you know, almost a Dickensian husband where I was just kept at home and in my little parlor and he was out doing whatever, then it might be a different view because I would then feel like I was out of control so as much as my husband makes the the final decision we come to that decision together in many in many ways but if he you know if I started to distrust his decisions you know if there was anything um, abusive happening either towards myself or to himself as well so um, you know you might think about alcoholism or a dependency on um, you know any addictions or things like that then that's when you step in and you say oh hang on a minute but that's not because I then suddenly want to con take control it's because I am wanting to restore the health of our family and the smooth running of our family and it's out of love for him so but submission in other models and other marriages and things, submission does not mean that a husband has free reign to beat his wife or to tell her what to do or to control her in any way. My husband loves and cherishes and respects me. So he, he doesn't, it does not mean that he's allowed to tell me what to do. It's just the fact that I respect him as the head of the house and I, and I trust him in that. But yeah, if the if the rudder was to fall off the ship, then I would definitely be uh, taking over. <laughs> <laughs> I like our navy metaphors. Um, yeah, Fia, <laughs> Fia, is there a concept of submission uh, in in the context we're talking about in Islam to one's husband? I mean, I, I actually, yes, obviously, uh, uh, there is. But it's, I actually, I, I take it a bit uh, differently. The, according to Islam, the first submission is to God. So that is the main main ethos behind behind Islam. So you put the Islamic principles in front of you, and if there is any deviance from the Islamic principles, 
then you follow the follow the faith because that is the main priority for a muslim wife and for a muslim husband so this 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 is the this is the main kind of a focus or a compass is uh, is is directed towards god and towards what quran says and that if that is kept in mind then there shouldn't be any any disagreement and if both are focused on that then there shouldn't be any problem and again communication is important um making decisions together is important and and, and in that relationship uh, there is no um concept of um um submission or anything because you are doing things together for greater good Yes, that's that's the same in Christianity as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, your husband, you know, you might submit to your husband, but your husband also submits to God, and you both yes. submit to God. So that he mm. is the he is the one who is essentially, you know, really steering that ship. I would love to address. I'm sorry to to kind of go off topic, but this is so different to the modern narrative for people who are not Muslim and who have no um exposure to the Quran we have this impression as people do about trad wives um particularly christian ones that you are controlled by your husbands and isn't that funny mm-hmm. that we are facing the same judgment from the outside world but i'm sure speaking to us you realize that we are not yes i hope so <laughs> i think that it, it's really interesting you say that because i think that I was wondering um Alina as you speak that you have um it sounds like you have quite a strong faith that informs your decision um but I wonder about the kind of trad wives movement um if I may use that word that not everybody there will be informed by uh, a faith belief so when you have a faith belief you've got something higher you've got god you know your responsibilities to god um and that becomes the model by which you can then direct your life um and i i wondered about that uh, how how that and if that creates issues for women who identify as trad wives but don't have that faith belief and i wondered if anyone's written to you about that and beginning to question about yeah well there are plenty of women i mean in my community now um i've got a facebook group there are now there are 700 women in there and obviously there is a portion of them who are christian um i haven't done the numbers but many of them do not identify with a faith whatsoever some are even pagan some are muslim some are jewish um So I I think in their circumstances, I reflect back to my own upbringing and my own natural instinct, which was for this particular lifestyle. It is so helpful to me that I have a face that helps cement my um, personal ideology and my personal feelings. But I do think that there is something to be said for nature, um, for a natural instinct that you know women when they are of a childbearing age they do want this um very secure family unit it's just a shame unfortunately that um unless they have a face you cannot provide them with a model necessarily um i can try and i do try especially with my you know my blog posts and things but i always tend to kind of come back to my face because that backs me up um but yeah, I wonder if this yeah. is in part what is breaking families up. The fact and that I think you've, you've raised a you've raised a really sorry to interrupt. You've raised a really valid point because what happens is that 
over the years because as society has undermined that role and women have thought that to be out there in the society working alongside men be like men or just focusing on their careers have ignored the voice of nature and then they become so focused on that that the time for the time period where they are it's most um easy or the easiest to have children they don't have them and by the time when the career is all sorted everything is sorted then then it becomes difficult and i see exactly. that difficulty um being a gp um when women then have to undergo fertility treatments or quite a lot of them are unsuccessful in that i'm not making any generalization and i'm not showing any prejudice to anyone but as but they themselves share their uh, their anxiety at that point that they have spent so many years focusing on their careers not listening to their biological clock or their in a desire to become mothers um and have resulted in this yeah i have a friend who is an expert um nutritionist and she specializes in fertility and she sees this time and time and time again women who have been so focused on their careers and obviously have been fulfilled in that but they essentially biologically have either left it too late or the stress that they are under because of their careers, it's inadvertently affecting their fertility. Yes, absolutely. I mean, being a mother is one part of of this, but of course not all women can be mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wonder if um, you had any thoughts on that within a marriage where a woman cannot be a mother or a father cannot father. Um, and does that make any difference uh, in terms of how you see things within the uh, sort of trad wives concept? No. And again, I have women in the community who, who have never had children. And there will come a time as well in my life where, you know, my children will have flown the nest and we will be alone, just the two of us. So it's very important to kind of as much as you're nurturing your children it's very important to nurture your marriage as well because even if you get married you can, there is no guarantee that you will be able to have children so um, i i don't see a difference and i i guess that leads me to my next question which is how do you nurture yourself because um and i suppose i'm thinking now about education um and i'm thinking about um certainly within islam there is a lot of emphasis on Uh, education that's equal for both the pursuit of education being equal for both men and women and I don't know Free, if you want to say something about that because certainly within the Ahmadiyya Muslim uh, uh, community there is a lot of emphasis on girls getting education yes absolutely I think um, what as you said that Islam encourages education for both both genders both sexes Um, but within our community and the Muslim community, we have and the Muslim Women's Association, which was actually founded uh, by the second caliph of the community in 1922. So we are coming up to its 100 years We're all over the world. And the main reason behind it was to empower women so that they can get education, both religious and secular, so that they play an important part in matters of faith. Um, so there's great history behind our association, and um, and when it was established, it was established in uh, pre-partition subcontinent, Indian subcontinent, and uh, from there it started, and it is all over the world now. And within our women's association, we actually encourage women to take 
take active role, play active role, take active part in matters of faith, whether it is to do with teaching each other religious education and promoting secular education, organizing things, career forums, and other advice, educational advice for our younger generation. It includes moral training, each other's moral training, promoting moral, ethical, religious values, plus also training our next generation. We've got a sub-branch of younger girls that we look after. We train them to become better Ahmadi Muslim women of the future and, and mothers of the future. We have, uh, within our association, we, we encourage our ladies to do a lot of outreach work, to go out to other communities, to tell them about their faith, to learn about other people's faiths as well, to visit um, people who are in not in a good situation or people who perhaps who are lonely, for example, people in residential homes and nursing homes. Um, loads of charity work is being done by our ladies. They raise money for Royal British Legion. They raise money for other UK charities, Red Cross. Um, they raise money for homeless people. Um, we look after people within our community and outside our community. There are so many projects happening within our women's association all the time. So it, it doesn't have a conflict with our roles as mothers and as housewives, or some of us like myself who are out there um, having a profession as well, we just have to manage it in a in a in a very fine way that we are able to fulfil all our roles and responsibilities. And uh, because our faith encourages women to take active role in matters of faith, and as I said. Our matters of faith are mainly categorized into two main categories, um, service to God and service to humanity. And all of these different uh, programs within our association encompasses all these roles. Thank you, uh, Faria. And I think that goes back to um, a concept which I think uh, Alina shares as well from her Christian background, which is which is that we're guided in the tasks that we do by our um, responsibilities to God. Alina, there is um, an allegation that's sometimes launched at the Trad Wives movement, and I'm sure you've heard this a number of times. Um, but some would say that the Trad Wives movement is the more acceptable face of some of the extremist groups that are out there, where um, women actually view themselves as almost needing to be dominated by men. Um, and even if this could might include domestic violence, that actually men in control, men can do what they want. Um, and there's been some research on this. Um, they, they are the more extreme groups, um, but it's that notion of dominance and subservience that comes in. And I know you've said, you know, that this is some submission and subservience are not the same, but I wondered if you'd wanted to comment on that at all. Um, well, I've never met one. Um, and having obviously you know the the news story broke i think it was early january or late january so kind of the story and the movement about me and the trad wife thing has has gone global it went viral so i've had a lot of people contact me both those in favor um which has helped to kind of bring the community get together and those who oppose it 
and they speak of these creatures, but I have never actually come into contact with any, any of them in terms of them reaching out to me and saying, are you doing it wrong or are you like me? Um, so I know that there are definitely, I think they call them, I don't know if it's, there are so many labels banded around. I don't know whether it's alt-right or um, libertarians or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Or men going their own way. There's all these strange things um, out there that, you know, that there's always going to be an extreme of everything, isn't there? I mean, there are, in you know, interpretations of Islam. Um the only thing that I can do, and I think the only thing that anyone can do that is under attack because of a minority group is lead by example and be very vocal about the expectations, about what it means and what it doesn't mean. Thank you very much. That was That's very comprehensive. And, and you're right. There are um, versions of Islam out there that we wouldn't all subscribe to. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate the time that you've both given us to do this interview um, and I think it's been most enlightening to hear your views, Alina. And thank you very much, Freeha, for your contributions and explaining the Islamic concept of um, wives within a marriage. Um, and thank you very much for today's interview. Thank you. It's been enjoyable. This program was brought to you by the Review of Religions team. The producer was Farat Mahmoud and the interviewer was Sarah Wasim.